On this episode, we cover Facebook's F8 Developers Conference, Walgreens' new subscription program, a mega mobile merger, Shark Week, and so much more. It's episode 9 of the Britain Digital Update Podcast for the week of April 30th, 2018. Hi, and welcome to the Britain Digital Update Podcast. I am your host, Dave B. Good. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's that time of year again, the time when the calendar flips to May and we have our final snowstorm of the year. I'm kidding. Kind of. I mean, it seems like winter was never going to end this year. But warmer weather is finally here, and that brings garden season, planting seeds and plants that lead to you know, a plethora of vegetables later on in the summer. There's so many parallels between gardening and what we do for our clients when it comes to digital marketing. And I'm not just talking organic social media. I know you come to expect those kind of puns, but not this time. And when creating a garden, we start out by assessing the situation, right? We review the dirt in the garden. We clear out the weeds. We till. We fertilize. For many of our projects, this is like the assessment of a client's current landscape. Get it? Landscape? See, that time the pun was there. You know, we plot out where we want to be and help prepare them for growth. For example, when we're creating a strategy for digital marketing, it's important to understand the category, competition, and company or project goals. Just like in the garden where we survey the area we want to plant, we weed, we get rid of unnecessary content, we plan the project, and we create an optimal situation for that brand to grow. After the garden is prepped, maybe you add seeds. This represents things like search engine optimization, SEO, and optimizing brand properties like web or social accounts blogs, making sure that it's filled with keywords that will lead to future growth. That's like the seeds. Now, when you add store-bought plants to the garden, you're adding social posts or blogs that can lead you into a full-grown vegetable-producing garden, or in this case, a, a brand with revenue potential and products. Now, the sun and rain can help make sure that garden grows organically, but sometimes you need to give it a boost. That boost might be through watering the garden or adding some plant food. In digital marketing, that's paid dollars, right? That can boost the pace of growth. Now, eventually, we see veggies start to appear, which means paid growth leads to sales and revenue. Or in my case, I just hope it leads to salad. I'm getting hungry. All right, let's talk F8. That's the Facebook Developers Conference. It's an annual event every May. Now, that's usually where they announce the state of Facebook and its products. They kind of give a glimpse into the direction of the company over the next year or two or three or ten. And... It started out again this year with a keynote from Mark Zuckerberg. It was his first appearance since he was taking questions from the Senate and House representatives in Congress. Now, Mark talked about fake news. He talked about election meddling and privacy, of course. He said, we're all here because we're optimistic about the future, meaning all the developers were there at the conference because they know that they can still make money off of Facebook. Then they, they moved on to some product updates after that. Facebook, Messenger, Instagram, WhatsApp, and Oculus. Now, one of the biggest announcements, interesting timing with all the privacy issues, but it was Facebook Dating, a new feature for dating and relationships that resides within the Facebook app. Now, Facebook says people will be able to create a dating profile that is separate from their Facebook profile, and then potential matches will be recommended based on dating preferences, things in common, maybe mutual friends. Reaction online was kind of mixed, some positive, some negative. Stock for the dating apps like Match and Tinder and Plenty of Fish, they're all in by the same group. Well, that dropped like a rock. It plummeted. Their response was great, though. They said that Facebook dating would be great for U.S.-Russian relationships. 
Now, some of the other announcements made by Mark Zuckerberg and his team at the F8 conference included a new feature called Clear History. It's a feature still being built by the Facebook team, but when it's done, it'll flush your browsing history on Facebook, including which websites you visited from Facebook and what ads you've clicked on. That's according to the next web. Also announced was a feature from Instagram. Its CEO, Kevin Systrom, announced that Instagram will filter out bullying comments from posts that are intended to harass or upset people in the community. They say the feature is going to hide comments containing attacks on a person's appearance or character, as well as threats to a person's well-being or health. You know, if you go on other social media platforms, bullying is a huge issue. And they want people to feel safe. They have a lot of momentum with Instagram. They don't want it to turn into Twitter where it's just a bunch of harassing people. Another announcement had to do with augmented reality camera effects. On Snapchat, we call them face filters and lenses. Now, Facebook already had this on its app on the camera. If you already take pictures in the app, there are some filters and some goofy stuff. You can make yourself look like a bunny or puppy or whatever. Well, now all that is coming to other products as well. Instagram, Facebook Messenger. It's one of the things that Snapchat still had over Instagram, but not any longer. It's another nail in the Snapchat coffin. Also being added to several of the products that Facebook owns, group video. Facebook is adding a feature called Watch Party where you can watch videos together with other people and get their reactions in real time. Instagram Direct, the messaging feature you can now do with live video, basically a video chat with multiple people. And WhatsApp also adding group video chat capabilities. Now this is really to take on another app that's had some momentum over the last year or two called House Party, which is basically a group video chat app. Now, Facebook owns the virtual reality hardware company Oculus, and they had announcements there. Um, One of the products they unveiled last year at F8 was its first ever standalone VR headset. It's called Oculus Go, and it went on sale this past week. Standalone meaning it doesn't need to be physically connected to a computer to operate because most virtual reality headsets need the computing power of a desktop, so they have to be connected with the cord. This is standalone. It's $199, fairly inexpensive, and it's available with more than 1,000 games, apps, and experiences already available. They have like a Jurassic World app experience where you can go searching for Velociraptors. They have Hasbro board games. You can go play Boggle in in virtual reality. Or you can watch a concert or a sporting event without actually being there, but like you're in the crowd, which is really cool. Now, other things that happened this past week not having to do with Facebook, four became three in the telecom category. We're talking cellular companies. AT&T, Verizon are one and two. And three and four are T-Mobile and Sprint, and they are now becoming one, at least in agreement. For years, they've been trying to merge because they know it's hard to compete against AT&T and Verizon on their own. So they've had communication about joining forces and forming this mega partnership to take on number one and number two in the telecom category. Previous attempts failed. They came close recently, uh, had an agreement, but it fell apart after uh, government officials insisted that in order to gain you know, antitrust approval, they insisted that uh, there be one company versus two and a defined leader, and they couldn't agree on who was going to lead the company. So ultimately, it fell apart, but this time was different. Uh, the CEOs for Sprint and T-Mobile 
came together. They agreed that T-Mobile CEO John Laguerre will head up the new merged company, which will be known as T-Mobile because they had a bigger share of the market. The merger will create the highest capacity network in the United States, according to John Laguerre. Lower prices, create jobs, improve service in rural areas. That's what he said to investors on a conference call. And it's expected to be closed by the end of next year, by the end of 2019. However, Still an uphill battle when it comes to antitrust concerns. I believe I read that the prepaid market, so prepaid cell phones, that the two companies combined would own 54% of the market. And that's one of the things that could cause an issue because it's more than 50% that they would control. So if approved, the agreement gives T-Mobile the highest capacity network in U.S. history, according to CNN Money. It allows the company to roll out 5G connectivity very quickly, like you have LTE. 4G on your phone now? Will it be the next fast network? It'll be like blazing fast speeds compared to what we have now. Great for data. And they'll be able to compete better with Verizon and AT&T, which AT&T, by the way, still in the process of trying to buy Time Warner. So they have all kinds of content. They're also facing government approval. Now, the real question from this merger is going to be, are prices going to be lowered because of the competition or raised? Because this is an expensive merger. Okay, let's talk about Amazon for a second and their Prime subscription model. We learned in April they've got over 100 million Prime subscribers. Now, you know how that works, right? A $99 fee for the year. You get free two-day shipping on just about anything that Amazon sells. You get access to Prime Video, which is movies and TV shows. You get access to um, Prime Music. You get access to so much more. Books and, and a whole bunch with Prime. Now... It remains to be seen if any of those 100 million people are going to leave since they just announced that that fee is going up to $119 here in a few weeks. But that model has really turned consumers into Amazon loyalists. It's flipped the retail industry on its side. So much so that other retailers are struggling to find a way to compete. How can we do what Amazon is doing? Walgreens is going to try. They're piloting a test that could mimic Amazon Prime, testing a subscription product in select Florida locations. Now, according to the website Retail Touchpoints, Walgreens Plus, that's what it's called, Walgreens Plus is a subscription program through which you can pay a $20 annual fee and receive an additional 20% off prices every day inside the store, inside Walgreens. In addition, you get a 60% discount on cash pay generic prescription prices, 60%, that's pretty good, and the option of free same-day prescription delivery through Walgreens.com. It's a very interesting idea, very interesting concept. Now, Walgreens will see what's happening in Florida, gauge consumer feedback before determining if it's something they roll out nationally to additional locations or if they just keep in Florida and maybe just in the pilot if it doesn't work out. But no doubt other retailers will be watching to see if this is a model they can replicate to drive consumer loyalty and to drive revenue for their brand as well. Okay, let's talk fishies, Swedish fishies. Believe it or not, uh, Discovery's Shark Week started 30 years ago. Isn't that crazy? 1988? Technically, it's not until July, but marketing has already begun, and it's one of the campaigns that we love so far in May. We always like to share some great campaigns we see out there because it's inspirational for all of us that do marketing. Now, Shark Tank producers have teamed up with Swedish Fish, the candy, for a co-branded marketing campaign that includes digital ads and even a mobile game. Shark Week's logo is going to be on packaging for Swedish Fish, a new mini tropical candy, like mini Swedish Fish tropical flavor, in exchange... For the logo on the, the package, Swedish Fish will be the official candy of Shark Week. Now, if you're not hooked yet, 
Yes, I went there. Adweek reports that the brands are collaborating on a mobile game. This is going to be awesome. It's called Swedish Fish Chomped. And basically, you play as a shark with the goal of eating as many Swedish fish as possible without, of course, eating the jellyfish. That gives you heartburn, I think. Anyways, it's really a a unique opportunity to bring these two brands together, strong brands, and reach users in a new creative way that's not really a direct sell. And it's not coupons. It doesn't devalue the product. It's just fun marketing. Now, Discovery, the network that runs Shark Week, they say more partnerships are on the way for the 30th anniversary year of Shark Week. We're still holding out for a partnership with Sci-Fi Network, You know, instead of Sharknado, a Swedish fish NATO. Although I don't know that it'd be so terrorizing if Swedish fish were being flung into the city at random. I mean, you don't want to get hit in the head with those, but you're like, hey, free candy everywhere, right? Okay, so we don't have time to get into all the stories that we'd love to share with you. But we do have more and links stories online on our uh, blog version of the Britain Digital Update. Here are some of the other headlines you can find. Facebook releasing a new app to track analytics. It's really cool. Uh, Fake reviews are becoming a big problem for Amazon and Google. Find the link to that story. MasterCard is mastering biometric authentication. Like when you pay with your MasterCard, it would scan your fingerprint. Snapchat is launching unskippable stories commercials. Yeesh, not sure about that. Millennials prefer retail email, and Google has a plan to double podcast users. All that and more online at BritainMDG.com. Click on blog and then on the digital update section. Now, if you feel informed, you feel like this was loaded with value, you're smarter than 13 minutes ago when this started, we encourage you to subscribe to the Britain Digital Update podcast on iTunes or on SoundCloud so you don't miss another episode. Just search for Britain Digital Update and hit the subscribe button. You can also leave a review if you feel so inclined. There you go. That is a wrap of Episode 9, the Britain Digital Update podcast for the week of April 30th, 2018. I'm Dave Be Good. Thanks for listening.